order you to be quiet. Order? Who does he think he is? <laughs> I'm your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. Well, how'd you become king, then? The Lady of the Lake, her arm clad in the purest shimmering Samite, held aloft Excalibur from the bosom of the water, signifying by divine providence that I, Arthur, was to carry Excalibur. That is why I'm your king. Listen, strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. Be quiet. Oh, but you can't expect to wield supreme executive power just because some watery tart threw a sword at you. Shut up. Oh, but if I went round saying I was an emperor just because some moistened bint had lobbed a scimitar at me, they put me away. Shut up, will you? Shut up. Ah, now we see the violence inherent in the system. Shut up. Oh. Come and see the violence inherent in the system! Help, help! I'm being repressed, bloody peasant! Oh, what a giveaway! Do you hear that? Do you hear that, eh? And I am just surprised at the fact that anyone would, early on in their relationship, bring their significant <laughs> other to see the SSEU. Uh, Come meet these crazy internet people. Yeah, as yeah. If, if you wanted to end the relationship, I can see why that would be a good <laughs> You know, he's walking around with, you know, one sock on, but he seemed, you know, perfectly happy. I guess that was the Xanax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was it that caused you to throw up? Chick-fil-A. Oh. That's why you don't want to talk about it. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Welcome to the Thanksgiving edition of the weekly Substandard Expanded Universe podcast. I am here, and I mean here, in the house with Thomas Lassie, sweet abroad, here. Uh, hello, Thomas. Hello, Chris. He is in my house in South Dakota, although we are in separate rooms, we couldn't figure out the tech to be in the same room. Uh, there was a <laughs> ridiculously bad echo. So I am in an adjacent room, and I can kind of hear him, and we'll see how that goes. And along... Jason's room? Jason's room? Just Jason's... keep going. Just okay. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> along with me, I have Ryan Kinney from Austin, Texas, home of the hippest, hippity-dippity-something. <laughs> Go that's, ahead, what every, Ryan. that's that's what everyone says. That's, that's what everyone says. About, that's exactly what everyone says. They, it's the hipster Austin. paradise of hippity dippity doodah. Yes, and sure. I am saying hippity dippity doodah because I am headed to Disney World in a few short days. Is that Whenever a- you're listening to this, it's uh, I'm on Tuesday at four a.m. We're leaving the house for the airport, and it's going to be great. Is is that a thing they say there? <laughs> Zippity doodah is a thing. From something. Mary and I think I mixed that with Bippity Boppity Boo from Cinderella. So it's Zippity Doodah and still, Still Disney. It still counts. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, Thomas is here. He arrived yesterday after a long drive through Iowa. Thomas, could you tell us a little bit about this drive? No. Uh, so <laughs> no. I, I am a little worried about my return, though, because um, – uh, Chris's wife pointed out to me today 
that apparently there's going to be a snowstorm on the day I'm planning to drive back. So we'll see how that works out. Wow, that'll be fun. Yeah, driving through Iowa in a snowstorm. I can't imagine anything more fun. <laughs> How's that Volvo in the snow? Oh, it's excellent. It's oh, well, just then that, what do you worry about? It's just, well, so, so one of the things that we do in Sweden. So in you have Sw- tire chains? In, in Sweden, in October <laughs> through March, it's the law that you have winter tires. Do you have studs in winter tires? Uh, I'm sorry, are those law? The, you are required to have winter tires on your car, and if you don't, you get fined. Oh, that sounds like a fun place to live. Well, yeah. well I mean, we don't want idiots with summer tires in the middle of February crashing into others and, and killing And it's so them. nice that the iron fist of Big Brother is there to take <laughs> care of you as well. Do they wear black masks as they fine you for not having the proper tires? No, they're co- I know that Americans have a problem with authority, but we have these people called police officers, and we actually respect them, and <laughs> they make sure that we follow the law. We don't throw riots because they are arresting people. That is allegedly what our police are for as well. <laughs> what, have you ever seen the movie Chirac? No, but I have been to Chicago. So you've been to Chirac. <laughs> I don't know. Is that movie about police violence? Or is I have it no idea. Else? I, I, <laughs> I assumed you'd seen it. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Chris, you're the host. Well, uh, Ryan, how was your Thanksgiving? I know how Thomas and mine was because we were together. How was yours? Typical Thanksgiving. Went to my wife's sister's house. There was a Maroon 5 vinyl there. <laughs> and uh, uh, wait, hey, Hang on. Uh, <laughs> a, a Maroon 5 vinyl yeah i mean anybody who collects vinyl has a um room five album don't they at least one probably more than that right i i don't collect vinyl i i just assumed that was a well you know as you're getting starting your vinyl collection well you got to get you got to get the maroon fry the maroon five in there because they've been around for (laughs) six years or whatever it is is this a bit i so i had to take a picture of it like the, <laughs> in their rack where they kept their vinyl, they had a Christmas album that was at the front and Rose grabbed it and she was like, oh, hey, let's listen to this. And then I looked back down at the rack and next in line was Maroon 5. So, did, so I took took out my phone, took a picture. Did you, uh, have a, did you have a look at what else was in that rack? I didn't. Just, I didn't feel uh, comfortable just rifling through there. NSYNC, Al- Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande. Talk about a rack. <laughs> Ryan, that's inappropriate. Don't. 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 Oh, I don't so even does, know does, what that would be referring to. <laughs> does, um, does your sister-in-law have a pool? Yeah, they do have a pool. Okay, so it, so it you did the normal Thanksgiving activity of, of swimming. We didn't swim. Rhett was so mad that he didn't get to swim. Uh, my youngest son, who's six, he thought for sure the reason we were going there is because we were all swimming. And uh, he was very upset when I kept telling him that water is not heated. You cannot swim in it. It's 50 degrees outside. But <laughs> So you're not from the parenting school of let him learn the hard way? No, like, because shiver and I, I would assume at some point that would have involved me going in to get him. So I, as his lips turn blue that. and yeah, and the blood drains yeah. from his face, and he as takes a, his last breath. The shock! Say, yeah. I told you so. <laughs> yeah, Chris and I spent much of the 
much of the morning uh, watching um, wh- while eating uh, watching um, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade we were really impressed by all of the musical numbers by artists that we had never heard about uh, so we kept googling them no, who were they? no oh, idea just... uh, Urban Daddy or what was his name? <laughs> Urban Daddy? I don't even I don't think so. It sounded like a pimp name. <laughs> yeah, there's n- no. It's <laughs> like, what was next? Leather Daddy? <laughs> daddy likes leather. There was uh, someone, there was this one, uh, I guess, uh, actress. She performed. She had been in Fifty Shades and Fifty Shades <laughs> Freed. Oh. Yeah, we we're like, so it said her name, and we we're like, who is she? And Thomas was like, I know her from Fifty Shades. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happened. Thankfully, he did not bring his trench coat with him to South Dakota. For the record, I just want to say, parades are dumb. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is dumb. The only reason it was I watched it under uh, protest. My wife wanted it on because she wanted to see the South Dakota float, which we didn't even see. And because a lot of those balloons are made in South Dakota because there's a company here that does them. And she thought that was cool. And I'm like, parades are dumb. I won't even want to go to one let alone watch one on TV. I am anti-parade, and don't say I'm anti-joy, because there are a thousand things I could name right now, if you ask me, that are more fun than parades. But So are you are you anti-all parades? Yeah. I mean, sure, I take my kids to parades because they like them. But do they really? I mean, like, we assume they do, but it's just, like, people driving by, and it's just, parades are dumb. I can't remember ever having a good time at a parade. And, and so the only thing dumber than going to a parade is watching one on television. <laughs> now, if if I were a band... Is that dumber? Because like, uh, I gotta be honest, I think going to a parade... I don't want to like, watch it on TV, but I think like going and standing and watching... In 19-degree weather and watching people... Yeah, no thank you. you. Yeah, oh. yeah. If, if I have to choose, I'm going to take watching it on TV on my couch. <laughs> yeah, you, you do have a point there. So, uh, Thanksgiving traditions, of course, uh, some people watch uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I think it's safe to say um, that our hosts today, the people who cooked us the dinner, will not listen to this podcast. So I can say that when we went over there, they were watching a Christmas movie, which uh, uh, I struggled to... Oh, um, I bet you yelled at him, didn't you? I, I did not. I am far more polite than you should have. I think. You yelled at me. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, there's like Thomas and I were pumped to watch football, and we get there, and and uh, what was it? It's They're a Wonderful watching, Life. It's a Wonderful Life, which so. might be as far away from football as you can get. Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Like Thanksgiving yeah. movie. But they're dear friends. I would never yell at them. I love them dearly. Uh, and if they were ever to live, listen to the podcast, I uh, love you guys. Um, had a great time. Thank you. <laughs> but I wish you oh, had well, I wish I could figure out who they were. I'd send them a link to this episode. Do you like It's a Wonderful Life, Ryan? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't watch it every single year. But, I mean, I, I think it's a good movie. Do you not like it? I think it's... Um, I think... It seems to me like people rate it way too high as mm. the most outstanding Christmas movie ever. So many people appear to have it as their favorite. He likes the Swedish I... version, which is much more violent. It <laughs> is by that author who wrote the what are those girl, books? The girl with the, the girl, dragon yes. tattoo books. Yeah, yeah, and it just takes <laughs> so some really got, dark it, turns. It's got some brutal rape in it. Then. Yes. Yeah, that's, that, that's what that I'm trying is, to say. That's what I'm trying to say delicately. Thanks, look, Ryan, for look, just coming that's, out. And... That's just what I want out of a Christmas movie. Out of a, a good Christmas movie that puts me in the right mood. <laughs> <laughs>
So last weekend, uh, Thomas and Ryan had the joy of being at SwampCon. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably listened to the Substandard and you heard JVL's account. But I'm kind of interested in hearing an alternate telling of the, of that history. So we heard JVL talk about popping Xanax and inviting strangers <laughs> into his home and hoping it all went well. Um, I have Thomas, a, I tell have, me. I have a question for Ryan. Hey, 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 I'm hosting here. Oh, okay. Thomas, I have a question for you. What was your biggest <laughs> surprise of the people that you met? What was the most surprising thing? I think the, the most surprising thing was how tall Steven actually is in person. So, so no matter how much you had heard about it. When, when we described him as a giant, uh, I didn't take it seriously. I took it as a joke. But he, he's literally at least eight feet tall. He, he had to duck underneath every doorway. And one time after he had a little bit too much to drink, he smacked his head right on the doorway to <laughs> the dining room. And uh, everybody was concerned because they thought he might fall. And he could have actually fallen through the floor. If he fell, yeah. Steve, Steve's Question. friend Chris had to uh, lead him out uh, out of the last household. Yeah. Question: As Stephen continued to drink, and of course, it, you hopefully have heard the episode where Stephen came out as a closet pirate. Um, <laughs> that he really, what he wants most in life is to be a pirate. Did he, as he got slightly inebriated, did he slip into pirate slang at all at any point? I don't believe he slipped into pirate slang, but he did bring a, a jug of rum uh, as his contribution to the, the, the stack of booze uh, that we consumed during the evening. Uh, so I wanted to ask Ryan a little bit about your travel experience. So you would recommend JetBlue to everyone? Uh, if Wait a second. You everyone... don't have to answer that. He doesn't want to answer about throwing up. You don't have to answer this. No, I, I'll answer this. Um, if by everyone, if there was somebody that I really didn't like, then like Jason Cooper. Oh yeah, I, I would. I really hope Jason books a flight on JetBlue, and I mean they they Jet. The thing about JetBlue is, like, you'll be able to print a boarding pass, even though <laughs> most likely there's no crew to fly the plane that you're supposed to get on, but you can get through security and you will have a great view of other planes taking off. And that's a lot of fun. I mean, sure, it's, you know, several hundred dollars, but how how else are you going to get that enjoyment at five o'clock in the morning? Yeah, so we had a 5.40 a.m. flight out of Austin. At 12.30 a.m., they called my phone with an automated message letting me know that the flight had been canceled and no, and then the automated message also told me that I had been automatically rebooked on another flight. No worries. I'm on another flight. And that was 5:40 AM, November 16th, but <laughs> I'm on another flight at 1:25 PM, November 18th, flying out of Austin. Now my return flight <laughs> left before 1:25 PM. My my return flight from DC. So I, I was thinking if I timed it exactly right, I could have, we could have landed in DC on the 18th, just in time to watch our return flight take off back to Austin. So that would have been just, that, that would have been pretty cool. And that would have been I, 
a when fun told- activity for you, your wife, and your six-month-old daughter. Yeah, because been- what is a better place to bring an infant than an airport? Yeah, it's just delightful. Yeah, it's so much fun, and uh, and sh- so then when I told them I'm I'm coming back the 18th, I can't leave from Austin on the 18th. <laughs> they said, "Oh, well, we'll give you a um, we'll give you a flight credit for." another flight sometime and i said what in case i don't want to go anywhere on another date (laughs) and so i spent about two and a half hours into the early hours of of the morning trying to get on hold trying just waiting on hold trying to talk to different people finally and i'm on my phone the whole time looking for other flights and i purchased another flight and eventually, finally, I talked to the right person, and JetBlue gave me a refund rather than just a credit <laughs> for another flight. So at least I got that, but I got no sleep that that night. So it makes me think of the Seinfeld episode when he has a car reservation. Yeah, <laughs> you know how to take you know a reservation. Take reservation, but, but you, you don't know how to hold a reservation, reservation, which is really the most important part of a reservation. <laughs> Anyone could just take them. <laughs> Yeah. So, in general, about uh, about the DC slash Swamp Con trip, it was my first time in DC. Uh, Ryan, you hadn't been either, right? No, no, no. We hadn't been either. So, yeah. it was nice of Flag to lead us around some sightseeing. Yeah. So, Flag took us uh, around uh, around the Capitol area, around the National Mall, and to the 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 Monu- Washington Monument, the the Lincoln Memorial, uh, Vietnam Memorial, and so on, and showed us. Which I understand was Ryan's daughter's favorite memorial was the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> yeah, she for whatever reason she cried the most at the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> so uh, Flag decided that she must be a um, Confederate sympathizer. <laughs> so. So uh, apparently Megan Gill is going to start an Instagram account with cute pictures of Piper and uh, (laughs) along with Confederate sayings. So uh, apparently Thomas was thrilled with the ease and speed of getting around D.C. It is literally it is one of the worst traffic experiences I've ever had. And I, I, I realized that it's probably not too far out of norm for big cities. But it is literally the reason why I probably couldn't live in one. So I believe uh, Rick, who, who was my host over the weekend, said that to get to work for him, and I think it might be an eight-mile drive or something, it takes him 40, 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah, I, I've i complained about Austin traffic on this podcast before, but that was worse. And I mean... Well, it's a little bit to be expected. I mean, there are a lot of people there for SwampCon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so so on Saturday evening when we were going to, to Shannon and JVL's place, uh, and they live south of Alexandria in a place called Woodbridge, uh, and it's it's in the evening on a Saturday. There is literally no reason in my mind why... I, why, yeah, why I did they, not think it was going to take us that long. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. From Springfield to Woodbridge took us like 50 minutes and how many miles is this i don't know how many miles it was i don't remember it was not that many miles though it should it like it it looked like it should have took taken us 20 minutes we just sat in traffic so at SwampCon, there were several weekly standard writers i understand jim swift and hannah yost was there but 
Uh, I think that was it, though. However, there was a, a visit from a Sir Michael Caine. Yeah, uh, Michael Caine was there. Um, that was that was pretty cool. He looks he looks younger in person. I did not recognize so. him at first. I didn't either. But he was he was just as nice as I imagined Michael Caine to be. Uh, very very nice to talk to. His uh, he also brought his wife along. And, and when Stephen did fall down, he did the whole <laughs> "Why do we fall down, Stephen?" thing, and that was that was pretty cool to see. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, apparently, uh, Shannon's hugs are rib crushing. Who said that? Flag. Okay. Yeah, yeah Flag is uh, pretty sure that he broke at least one rib <laughs> from her hugging. And and as we know, Flag's a doctor, as am I, and I, I concur with his assessment. <laughs> Speaking of doctor, did you get a look at some Orion stool? <laughs> I I. I I thought we were saving that for post show. Did you not? Did you not stop by that that Airbnb bathroom that we stayed in? Because I, I didn't flush the whole time we were there. <laughs> he left some there for you. I thought I gave you the access code to go ahead. Well, what I heard from Flag was that, despite all the hyperbole about Vic's head size. That he was still surprised by the size of Vic's head. That that was his one takeaway. It wasn't, oh, well, JVL's tall. Oh, you know, Ryan's tall. It's Vic's head was even bigger than I thought it would be. So so Flag has, and I think he would agree with me on this, uh, that he has, he has a fairly small head. So the contrast of seeing Flag standing right <laughs> next to Vic was truly something to behold. <laughs> and and was Vic on reduced gluttony or was he indulging? The way that um, Vic was mixing and pouring drinks for himself and others, I I don't think there was anything reduced about it. Okay, I don't think so either. And I know that he had both kinds of chili. So skyline was, chili? No, there wasn't any skyline chili. There was a chicken chili, and there was a uh, I don't know. Just was that, that Confederate part. chili? I, I don't I don't want to talk about Confederate chili. What, what white chili? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, so we had some Weekly Standard writers. Uh, one of you guys had a story about one of the Weekly Standard writers. Yeah, so um, my wife Rose and I were down, like in the basement was kind of like this. They had this mat for kids to play on. And um, we took our daughter down there just to let her crawl around for a little bit. And um, one of the – I won't name any names. But one of the writers came down – he he started just opening drawers and just looking under things and just he looked at us and said, "I've worked with the guy for six years and I've never been to his house before, so I'm going to go through everything." <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty amazing that uh, JVL and and Shannon they apparently never have people over. Pretty sure that uh, uh, the lasts are going to host more parties from now on because it seemed like both of them. Uh, and JVL said as much uh, on the latest substandard that they really enjoyed it uh, and that they had a good time. So I don't think they're going to be as, as scared of the idea anymore. Uh, in general, though, I would say, Ryan, would you say that it was it was a successful party? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it it, it was a lot of fun. I, I'm really I mean, we had our, you know, difficulties traveling, got in because originally we were supposed to get into D.C. at like 9 42 in the morning and we didn't end up getting in until um that night sometime friday night and 
even with that, it was it was really fun. I had a lot of fun. My favorite thing I've said this was just watching Thomas because everybody was wanting to talk to Thomas. Thomas was very entertaining, and he just looked like he was having the time of time of his life, and it was just fun to watch him. I mean, in the pictures, it looked like he was kind of in the middle of everything. Yeah, he was, no, he he really yeah. was. He was like you know almost him and Vic were you know, the two like centers of attention like you go back and forth between the two of them uh, i will say that the civilization discussion that i had with uh, with vic was a ton of fun uh, and vic's uh, wife uh, kate also plays civilization and it was great it was uh, really fun and i got to, we got to talk uh, mulch with uh, mike and melissa yeah. warren in person wow that's that's the dream <laughs> that is the dream That's, and uh, the trade-offs yes. between pine straw and mulch uh, and which is actually better um i would have come with so many questions and walked away a wiser a much wiser man another another general takeaway from from the trip so the party was a success but also uh, sightseeing with flag and the kinnies was a lot of fun but i always feel like when i'm in a place where i have seen the buildings and i have seen the places that i'm visiting i have seen them in movies or i have seen them in photos or whatever it sort of feels like i am in a film so when you walk mm. around the Capitol or uh, you're outside the Supreme Court or you walk to the Abe Lincoln Memorial, it feels slightly surreal or, or the Vietnam uh, Memorial. Um, and it's a slightly surreal feeling, uh, but really fun. So I wanted to ask Ryan if Ryan had a, a favorite memorial of the ones that we saw or, or building. I mean, honestly, the, the Lincoln Memorial was really like I'd never been to D.C. before, like I said, and it was... I don't know. It was a lot more, um, I don't know, striking in person than I feel like I realized seeing, you know, in, in movies or, uh-huh. or pictures or whatever. You know, it really felt like there was, you know, some gravity to it. Uh, so that was that was definitely my favorite memorial. Despite the objections of your daughter. Yeah, despite <laughs> Piper, which <laughs> and I also also say, like, after that, like she was I think she was getting tired because I think we did a lot of walking flag carried her for like the last 45 minutes and she fell asleep and he just, he carried her while she slept for 45 minutes. And that was, she needed that nap. Well, I love how flag has been like, yeah, I'm a baby whisper. I'm the baby whisper. And Ryan's yeah. like, all right, take, take her. Yeah. That's take my racist was, baby. That's basically how it was. The, the so, le- Thomas, I, I'm guessing that your favorite by far was the, FDR memorial? Yeah, that, that was by far the greatest, uh, my, my big idol. Uh, I did have a story about the Lincoln Memorial that I wanted to share, uh, where uh, I, had, I had been over, I, I had read the second inaugural, and I walked over to the other side, and I was reading the Gettysburg Address, and uh, these uh, two people walk up behind me, and I'm sort of eavesdropping on their conversation because it was really hard to avoid, uh, and they were discussing about where these texts are from, and it seemed at uh, at the end that they decided that they they are essentially saying the same thing, so they are probably from the same speech uh, made by uh, by Abe. And I I li- I almost turned around and corrected them. Were they millennials? I assume so. At least they weren't like, oh, is this from the Bible? <laughs> it sounds like old language. It must be from the Bible. Now now uh, everyone says great things about melissa like that she's great uh uh but does she know her stuff 
Does she know about mulch and, and all that as oh, well? Yeah, she had very okay. in-depth knowledge and opinions uh, about mulch versus pine straw. Like, Was there agreement between the two? Was there harmony there? Or were they kind of on different sides of the mulch debate? Between the two, the two warrants? Warrants, yeah. There seemed to be agreement, but disagreement with uh, JVL. Oh, okay. So they're, they're, they're all about the Chinese stuff. Yeah. Import, so Scott Litzcombe would be... Thrilled. Yeah, and you know how much <laughs> you know how much of a MAGA guy JVL is, so he, oh. he wasn't having any of that. He, he wants those tariffs. So uh, was it like meeting old friends? Even though you're meeting for the first time, was it like, hey, like Steven? It was a lot like that. Like the the conversations and interactions felt a lot like they do in the mega thread, and the conversations with Vic or JVL were almost like as if you were on the substandard with them. That's great. That's great. So I think this is going to be the first of, of many. It's not the first, I guess. There was what, JVL something a couple has, months ago. JVL and... has promised a host. <laughs> Do a transition or something. Transition. Speaking of Turkey, we got a chance this evening. Uh, Thomas and I and Ryan all watched Chav King Arthur. And uh, we thought we'd talk about it. The Chavening occurred so uh ryan uh, it was your first time watching it yeah uh <laughs> no thanks no thanks so your your team sonny yeah i was mm, no thanks uh i'm good with I mean, it was more game of thronesy than game of thrones but do do they punch the air in game of thrones I mean, when Charlie Hunnam was punching the air at the beginning, <laughs> did that not get your blood pumping? I tell you what got my blood pumping was that nobody was checking that kid for concussions because he got knocked in the head so many times. I guarantee you this whole thing was just a, a hallucination because he has CTE. <laughs> Every time he left the brothel, he came back with a head injury. And I and don't money somehow. I don't think they were going through the concussion protocol. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, but but uh, Chris, you you seem to like it more than Ryan did. So, uh, I guess caveats first. Caveats like the the movie opened and it's so fantastical and ridiculous. There the are elephants? these giant elephants, yeah. and and frankly, the architecture of Camelot. I mean, there are towers that are like eight hundred feet tall. I didn't see any cranes. I, it, like I don't know that like bigger is better, and you know there's you know this this like stone arched walkway that's like a thousand feet off the ground that would be uh, pretty amazing to build even today, and somehow with primitive equipment they built this, and and the the, what do the you mean, primitive equipment they had magic. <laughs> I guess they had magic. You're right, and and when you're mad when you have magic. Like a magic sword, like Excalibur, that means you can jump with a horse and fly through the air and land on the thing. Like as soon as he did, I'm like, this, like that looks like a dumb idea, but it worked. You wear the and proper, you wear the proper protection. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so the, like the opening five minutes were terrible, but then like the next twenty five minutes were just like classic uh, Guy Ritchie top of his game, quick cuts, and I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. Um, now, are you, are you talking about the montage of the kid growing up? Yeah, I loved that. Years? I loved it. 
I loved it. And um, I guess I didn't like the quick cut of of uh, there's a scene where he talks about a hypothetical scenario when he goes to talk to a baron that it turns out he doesn't actually do. He's like, here's how it's going to go. And then it seems like he's actually doing it. But then, then he's you know not what I'm talking about? It. Yeah. And then he doesn't do it. Uh, like, I think the only reason you do it, like, that could be a good scene if you actually do it. You know what I mean? Wasn't that, that was later on. That was later on, yeah. When him and Mr. Belvedere were talking about uh, <laughs> they how they were going to raise 12,000 uh-huh. right. soldiers or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so so the, the narrative had some serious issues. They're like, going to raise an army, but then, like, he just goes right in the castle. Just him. Yeah, he's just like, oh, we don't need an army, and here's why. <laughs> and they have this tremendous weapon. He's like, gonna we're going to Robin Hood it up. Yeah. And and they use this amazing weapon to essentially get close to victory. And it's like, oh, that, that could have come in handy at any earlier point. <laughs> okay. are, are we doing spoilers? Like, yes, we're doing spoilers. Okay. okay. It's been out for... A year. Okay. All right. So, so, so I agree with Chris. I really, I like the montage of him growing up when they are telling the story about the Vikings to the the sergeant or whatever it is. Oh, that was great. I yeah. think, I think that twenty. Well, that minutes, wasn't whatever. him growing up. That was after he grew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I think that entire thing from like when he is that growing part, up until the, that is I, I really like, good. I like. Okay, I didn't like the part where he's growing <clears> up, but I like the the scene where they were telling the story about the Vikings. I, uh-huh. I like that. That okay. was classic Guy Ritchie. Yeah, that was great. I, I, I like that. I think one of my, my main quibbles with this is that it seems, and this this is the case with a lot of superhero movies, right? It seems a little undefined exactly what powers this Excalibur Yes, has. yeah. Yes. Very much. Like, anything like, to do with the quick cuts and just the, the Guy Ritchie kind of at his, like, doing what he does best was good. Anything to do with magic was bad. The the one scene where he just swung the sword one time, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then there was like lightning everywhere, and when the dust cleared, all the bad guys, all the were bad like guys, were dead. <laughs> and the good guys, and the good guys were just fine. And then he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go down into the pit now." <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the ninja arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was bad. And same thing. There's another scene where, again, undefined powers. Like it slows down times, and he was able to like slice arrows that were flying through the sky. Yeah, at one point I thought we were watching throw them back at people. Yeah, I thought we were watching (laughs) Chav King Arthur 300. (laughs) I thought it was Chav King Arthur the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, so the the powers a bit undefined. Uh, There are other. I have some. Well, they should have cut either cut out the whole. Darklands or whatever. Oh, part. the, the yeah, that Darklands. That was like basically the Darklands were like a uh, virtual reality headset where <laughs> Arthur could just watch his father's death to Skeletor in like very graphic detail. <laughs> yeah, that, Which uh, there's no point to it because allegedly that was supposed to get him on board. Or at least get him on board with his powers. And he still didn't have his powers. Until, he still didn't have his powers and he still it, wasn't on until board. He, until he was yeah, pulled he, down into a lake and stuff was whispered to him. Yeah. And then suddenly he was like, oh, I'm totally like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then there's the, the sequence uh, when uh, after they have made their fail attempt to, to kill the king and they are back at the camp and he has lost his friend and he's about to give up and he tosses the sword into the lake and he then yeah. goes off into the forest and he doesn't know what to do or he's running and he's thinking about giving up and then he's sucked into a pile of mud where yeah. 
some lady who is whispering in his ear suddenly convinces him to carry on. That's- yeah, that was the Lady of the Lake. Because the way I see it, it was Mordred's staff, Merlin makes ex- Excalibur, gives it to the Lady of the Lake, who gives it to Uther, and then eventually Arthur gets it. That's the uh, sequence that I got from him being dragged under the mud. I'm not sure that's necessary. It's totally unnecessary. <laughs> there there would have been a much better organic way of getting him to buy into the mission. Yeah, and then uh, that scene where they were going to assassinate uh, Jude Law, and then they realize, oh, wait, it's a trap. That's not really him. And then... Uh, Let's do it anyway. Littlefinger goes all Star-Lord <laughs> and is just like decides to do it anyway. And just totally puts Maggie, like their person on the inside, Maggie, just like, who cares about her life? I'm just going to shoot this guy. But she survives until then, right? She like, survives, yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course she's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, at the end, I'm like, Thomas, like, what? How is she just fine? I know. Like, why, was she like as soon as they kill? started, yeah, as soon as they started shooting, why wasn't Jude Law just like torturing her or killing her or whatever, like getting information from her? He's, he's like, like, oh, you're going to pay. He's know? like, I, I knew it. I knew it. I'm going to let you go. But I knew you were working for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there are a lot of things like that that I think it, it was, I don't even remember his name. And again, because like, like the introduction of characters is really bad. It was like, but one of his guys, one of his, Guys, probably from the what's what's a nicer way of putting whorehouse? Brothel. brothel. The brothel. One of the guys from the brothel is the one who gives him up and the headquarters, right? Oh, was it wet stick or was it <laughs> backlack? <laughs> one of those guys, and he was kind of youngish, but not wet super stick, young. Backlack or blue boy? Because like you see them go in to torture him. Yeah. And then we never see him again. Like, there's, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it didn't really pay off. It didn't. No. No, it really It kind of indicated that maybe it was him that, that gave him up. And there, there could have been a lot more work done on the script. Like, what was uh, Jude Law? The higher the tower got, the more, like, <laughs> the, more, the more Chris Angel-like he got. I don't know if he was, like, trying to get a Netflix special, but... How, how did you yeah, guys... Yeah, so I turned to Thomas and I was like, Thomas, like, so what? what is it? Is it that he every sacri- every love person he sacrifices gives him more power or is it the height of the tower? Yeah, it was, yeah, this... Is, which is it? Because they kind of said it was both. Yeah. How, how did you guys like the broads in the cellar? The minority report girls? <laughs> <laughs> the ones who could tell the future yeah. before it happened? Yeah. <laughs> I was I was sad when little Marco sacrificed himself. His name was Rubio. <laughs> that that kid. Remember when they were trying to get away, and then like the youngest, not not Blue Boy, but the other the other young guy was like stabbed, and he was like, "Oh, I I can make it. Just go." And instead, he just picked up the sword and ran down towards the uh, Jude Law's men, and was wasn't that the guy who gave him inst- up? Instantly slaughtered. Oh, okay. No, I think See, again, it, it wasn't clear who these people were, <laughs> and that's a problem. No, well, anyway, so so general takeaways, Ryan, you hated it. Um, well, I think in the end, I think Chav had that drive. He wanted it more. He outworked Jude Law. <laughs> he put in the hundred percent effort, day in and day out. He practiced how he played. He came in on his off days, worked on his death scene one-liners. Those little things add up. 
So let that be a lesson to you. If your opponent has more talent, has more magic on his side, has sacrificed his wife and his daughter. And his and daughter. The, yeah. You to, can you could still defeat them if you just work harder. You just have that drive. You can still win. Okay. Chris? Well, tell me about the motivation of these minority report girls. So they just enjoy uh Schadenfreude or like they in they're just like these sideline players that enjoy giving power to somebody and seeing them really suffer for it. Yeah, I am not sure what they get in return. Like I, I have we'll no clue. suffering for power. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they get like pleasure out of someone killing one of the because that's what they he, he had to do. You had to the blood of a loved one right. had to be spilled into the water. So if that was just their Is that how they survive? That's what they ran on? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so you asked me what I, what I thought. I, I, I liked it. I liked it, despite the bad CGI, the ambiguous powers of the sword, uh, despite all the dumb stuff, I liked it. I thought Jude Law was great. He was great in it. Um, I, I think Jude Law was the best part of it, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I, I really wish the final fight had a lot less I, I wish it had zero I wish it, <laughs> <laughs> why, was there, why was there a 300 foot stake <laughs> where did it come from how did yeah. he end up there and that, that, and, and that was the, the weapon that I said that that should have been used a lot earlier like, All you like need I, I'd like imagine that could have taken down that tower when it was like yeah. 10 feet tall yeah that was yeah. Uh, but, but, they could have just had even, to fight at the end. They didn't have to. But yeah, the, even the fight like should not have been a CGI fight. Yeah. Like, it should have just been a man-to-man, well-choreographed sword fight. And maybe Jude Law plays dirty and, I don't know, like, throws sand in his eyes and, you know, <laughs> yeah. sword guides itself straight and true through his heart. I don't know. Uh, I just... There should have been less CGI. Um, but... Altogether, I I liked it. I I am glad I watched it. I will definitely watch it again, and what? I can see why. <laughs> when are you going to watch it again? <laughs> the next time Thomas comes to visit, it's going to be a Thanksgiving tradition. There, oh, there okay. are a lot of assumptions going into this, uh, like that I'm going to want to see it a third time, and that I'm coming here for Thanksgiving again. <laughs> uh, but you're, so, I, you're you're coming back. This is this is an annual thing. <laughs> uh, I will I will say that um, I so I've seen it twice now. Uh, after the first time, I walked out of it, and uh, I was I didn't walk out of it. I think I saw it on the plane. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I, I came you to I, the theater. I came out of it. You grabbed and I the parachute. That, you're like I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I thought, I thought it was fine the first time I saw it. Uh, and then JVL started to go on about how great it is. And I was like, did, did I miss something? And I don't, I don't really think I missed anything. I think it's fine. Uh, I like the word building. I dislike the CGI. Powers are a bit undefined. It could have been better told. But overall, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, I honestly, I thought all the performances were good. I just thought a lot of it was, you know ridiculous or unnecessary like didn't have to all right uh chris what are we watching Did you guys see that david beckham was in it oh say that again david beckham was Was in it really because i was like that dude looks like david beckham yeah that was the trigger when uh when he pulled the sword out of the stone that was david beckham i 
okay. So my eyes weren't deceiving me. I was like, I was like, wait. I was just wondering if maybe I was becoming racist and thought that all white people looked like. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So you're 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 being totally serious. That was David. Beckham. Yeah, yeah, for real. That was David Beckham. Because I almost turned to Thomas and was like, dude, is that? I didn't want to sound dumb though. Because like, yeah, he's pretty chavy. So, uh, if uh, we watch uh, another movie before I leave, Chris, uh, do you think it should be Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? I'm I'm torn between that and Mad Max uh, Furry Road. Okay. Because I, I've never seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, but I have seen Mad Max, and Mad Max is a cinematic masterpiece. That's so weird. Like, everybody – I watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles for the first time last year around thanksgiving time and everybody was just treating me like i was crazy for not have seen it before and now you've never seen it and thomas hasn't seen it either no but i'm for it uh, i have an excuse yeah yeah no that makes sense but i i think we should watch that but uh i mean mad max and fury road is uh is really good too all right what i i relinquish my host duties so, thomas go <laughs> i don't know i don't know how we close this up <laughs> That is it for this Thanksgiving episode of the weekly substandard Expanded Universe podcast. We hope that all of you had a lovely Thanksgiving, that you got to celebrate it with friends and family. We have had a great time here in South Dakota, and we will see you again next week. Make sure that you check out the substandard every Thursday with JVL, Sonny, and Vic. Ciao! Question. Uh, I, I realize this... I don't know when, but what you always say, check out the substandard. Is there anybody listening to our podcast who doesn't <laughs> already listen to the substandard? Uh, Good point. But I feel like we point. have yep. to. <laughs> okay, we have to. Yeah, I feel like, like it's just nice to say it. Yeah, okay. All right. Just to like, just to like, you know, acknowledge that we recognize <laughs> that where yeah, all of our true. listeners come from. <laughs> that's true. I was I trying to we, think of something. I was going to say, like, he fashioned an eye patch out of something, but I couldn't think of anything <laughs> to say. Is, is, I guess I'm surprising you guys with this stuff, but, like, is there some phrase you could have uttered at some point where he's like, our vasty, like, I don't know. Like, what's something a pirate would say, like, when he get, got a little tipsy? I don't know any pirates. I don't know. All right. Well. He so, said, uh, he said I, I'm Johnny Depp. I'm Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs>